The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a digital twin with my next guest? Roger Highfield has explored just that in his new book, Virtual You How Building Your Digital Twin Will Revolutionize Medicine and Change Your Life. Roger, a pleasure as always, and thanks a million for joining us. What is a digital twin? Well, we're all kind of used to seeing, um, you know, representations of people generated by a computer in Hollywood movies. But actually, this is going a big step further than that. This is actually making um, a digital copy uh, of a person that actually behaves like that person. So if you want to try a new drug or surgery or a new procedure, you try it out on your digital twin um, rather than trying it out on yourself, of course. Um, and it's it's uh, although this is still quite a futuristic idea, we've already got things like digital twins of hearts, uh, which behave just like the real thing. Uh, we're beginning to do virtual drug trials and things like that. And so this is a way to make medicine really predictive and personalized for the first time. So it, it's really a whole new way of doing medicine. So how do you go about building my digital twin? Well, at the moment, the probably the best um, developed digital twins are heart twins. Um, and there you can, you program a model. Um, well, first of all, you can actually simulate the way that an individual heart cell behaves and even responds to drugs. In fact, you, you can do it in a way that actually gives you more accurate information than if you tried a drug out on a, an animal, for example. Um, then you actually, you can uh, simulate patches of cells um, and using scanner data, you can actually build um, a whole heart that's actually got exactly the same geometry and anatomy as the, the patient that you're interested in. You can even capture data about how their heart beats and the electrical activity in that heart and again you can overlay that on the model and then if you go to a place like the Barcelona Supercomputing Center you you actually need some really big computers to do this at the moment and there's something called Alia Red which is a, a digitized heart model and there you can actually start to um, not only reproduce uh, a very accurate copy of a patient's heart but you can see how um, it might be how it might react to certain drugs, or you can see the effect of a little pacemaker and so on. And as I say, the great thing about this is you're actually doing, you're, you're developing medicines and treatments for a specific patient. You know, at the moment, current medicine, um, it's almost backward looking. You know, it, it's based on trials done in the past on people a bit like you in circumstances that might be a bit like yours, but might not. And once we can make digital twins of major organs in the body, we can actually start to personalise medicine and make it really predictive. And, and how far away are we from uh, being able to create digital twins of people? That's not just individual organs, but the, the entire being, like the whole neural network and everything. <laughs> right. Well, I think the brain is really um, tough, although even there, there's a virtual brain uh, project in France where they began to uh, map out, you know, the networks of connections in the brain, and they use these virtual brains based on patient data to help them uh, conduct epilepsy surgeries for, for people with very severe epilepsy, where they they try to um, remove or deal with a bit of the brain where where these abnormal rhythms come from. So we we've definitely got 
you know, simple virtual brains at the moment. I've mentioned hearts. We've got virtual cells. They managed to make quite a very good, um, simple cell. Pulling it all together is going to be quite, um, quite a big feat. And I think in the short term, we're going to see lots more organs and so on. I mean, for example, my co-author, um, Peter Coveney, has actually reproduced in a computer the circulation um, of, of a real person. And the next step is to couple that circulation to uh, a virtual heart. And then you can start to simulate things like what happens if clots move around the body um, and so on and so forth. But, but, it, but to get a yeah. whole human, I think that's several decades away. But we're already getting organs which are able to do really useful things. And can you just, as well as kind of modelling what might happen as a, a clot moves through that circulatory system and into the heart, can you just fast forward in time what happens? Can you can you predict people's kind of health yeah. outcomes into the future? De definitely. I mean, it sounds futuristic, but if you think about it, you know, weather forecasting is pretty good at the moment. And there we're using, um, you know, data from satellites and weather stations and so on, and huge computer models running in, in supercomputers to look a few days into the future. Um, you can see, and we talk in Virtual You, the book about how um, in the not too distant future, you'll be able to do health casts where, you, you know, you might make lots of digital twins uh, of an individual and then predict how they do um, in different circumstances. And, you know, it could even redefine what we mean by healthy, because clearly, you know, you might feel healthy and your friends might think you're healthy. But if your digital twin is saying, and just to give a ridiculous example, ridiculous example, you know, uh, actually that three bottles of claret every night is going to end in tears in, in 10 years time. Um, you know, it'll help you um, get some insights into the right lifestyle for you rather than average advice that works mm. for most people but, but might not work for everybody. God, yeah, I, that's why I stick to two bottles of Claris uh, every <laughs> night, Roger. Um, <laughs> are there kind of ethical questions then that we need to ask ourselves? Well, maybe we're not at that point yet, uh, given we can't map the, you know, the, 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 the entirety of, of, of a human, um, including the brain and the, 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 the nervous system and all of that. But as we do get closer, I mean, are there ethical questions about whether we, we should be telling people what their future yeah. health outcomes are in great detail? Yeah, I mean, I, there, there, are, there are a lot of ethical issues. Uh, quite a few of them are familiar, you know, like privacy of data and, um, you know, uh, for example, that the the technology haves and have nots. It's it, this this sort of technology is bound to, um, you know, be benefit wealthy people rather than poor people because you know it, it, for any kind of cutting edge technology, that's the sort of thing that happens. Um, I think it would also um, there'll be issues about whether you can use it to predict how to enhance a person rather than just kind of keep them healthy. Um, and you're, you're right, some people might just not want to know, but we're already sort of wrestling with problems like that. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you're in a family with Huntington's career, you can have the test to show if you've got the gene. It's a devastating disease. And some people just say, I don't want the test. You know, I, I just don't want to know. And I think, you know, so I do think there are a lot of ethical issues, but I think there, there, 
a lot of them we're already wrestling with, which is good news in a way. It's fascinating stuff, Roger, and thanks a million for explaining it to us. So Roger Highfield is the author of Virtual You, How Building Your Digital Twin Will Revolutionise Medicine and Change Your Life. Peter Coveney wrote it with him. Roger as well works with the London Science Museum. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.